Before we get started with today's episode, I want to make sure and thank our sponsors, Alert Communications, Law Clerk, Clio, and Abby Connect. As the largest legal-only call center in the U.S., Alert Communications helps law firms and legal marketing agencies with new client intake. Alert captures and responds to all leads 24-7-365 as an extension of your firm in both English and Spanish. Alert uses proven intake methods, customizing responses as needed, which earns the trust of clients and improves client retention. To find out how Alert can help your law office, call 866-827-5568 or visit alertcommunications.com forward slash LTN. So if I was starting today, as a new solo, I would be entrepreneur like by becoming a leader in the practice. And do that by organizing what it means to be Make it easy to work with your new approach, new tools, new mindset, new solo. And it's making that leap. Welcome to another episode of New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm your hostess, Adriana Linares, a legal technology trainer and consultant. I love helping lawyers and law firms figure out how to use technology in order to run their businesses better. And today we're going to have a really fun conversation about starting your solo law practice business with Dean Blatchford. Hi, Dean. Hi, Adriana. Thanks so much for, um, for, this is an idea, I should give you full credit for this episode because it was an idea that you had as a past listener and I think a current listener of New Solo. And it's a really nice way to pay it forward, right? So you learned a lot from past guests about starting your practice, which is what we're going to get into in a few minutes. And I think it was a great idea for you to come on and, and share those episodes in case somebody's looking for the crash course because you are a maniac and you... <laughs> actually binge listen to all of them i think that's that's right there's there's three pieces uh, of programming that i have loved to listen uh, to binge the wire game of thrones and noob solo podcast <laughs> i don't even know how to respond to that other than that's a pretty awesome list to be on so let's start with who you are where you live because people are going to recognize your accent and say, is that guy Canadian? You're going to say yes. <laughs> and um, the type of law that you were practicing. And then we'll talk a little bit about your new solo practice that you just launched not even a month ago. That's right. That's right. We're three weeks to the day. So I'm a lawyer that helps businesses and individuals who are facing really significant tax disputes with the Canada Revenue Agency. So that's our version of, of your IRS. I've been practicing for about eight years, have been specialized in this field from, from the get-go. And three weeks ago today, uh, I joined the ranks of New Solo with my law clerk, and uh, we departed the the wonderful people uh, who are at that firm that I was I was recently with, and we launched uh, Blatchford Tax Law. That's awesome. I will say this: you you have been smartly very active on LinkedIn, talking about the practice. You've got a newsletter that you're already firing out. So tell us a little bit just about leaving the firm, breaking the news to them, and then, you know, thinking about how you were going to get the word out about your new firm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a maniac about, about planning and, and kind of preparing and, and I'm, I'm that way by nature, but I'm, I also felt like it was really important for this, for this, this idea of launching because because things are, were so good at my former firm, Haslow Law. So I knew that if I was going to leave, I wanted to kind of have thought of everything and be really prepared. So I've been preparing for this. Started to investigate it about a year ago with the caveat that I, I knew if I, if I couldn't 
do something that was going to be really good, I, I wouldn't do it because I was happy where I was. But eventually got to the point where I, I felt good about about what I could I could make, thanks in large part to this podcast. So yeah, so we finally, after about a year of planning, we launched a few weeks ago and and telling telling my my boss I was I was really nervous about it because he's been great throughout, but you you never know. And yeah, thankfully he and his 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 business partner were just fantastic and and the whole thing has gone gone really smoothly. That's great. So you contacted me, let me think, would it have been September of 2020-ish? That's when I started listening. I don't think I reached out to you right away. So probably a bit, like somewhere in the winter time. You know what? It may have been, you sent the initial email to me like, hey, I listened to your podcast. I'd like to, you know, get some consulting from you in maybe December or January, knowing that you had about six months for your planned launch. Okay. And you did it during COVID. So brave, brave man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think COVID was helpful in the process because it just it got me used to working virtually and, and realizing that my clients don't actually need to see me in person and, and saw that me and my law clerk could function, you know, really effectively, despite also not seeing each other uh, very often. So so COVID COVID in a in a way that's a very privileged uh, position to be in. But COVID in a way yeah. was, was helpful, helpful to me. What tool do you use to communicate with her? Are you all using Teams or Skype or Gchat? What do you, yeah, how do you we were, stay we in touch? Were using, we were using Zoom initially, but but thanks in part to listening to this podcast, I, I, I did switch over to Teams and now we're finding oh, good. that. Yeah, we're finding that like much better. Yeah, no, Teams is great. Okay, so you presented the idea of sort of giving us a crash course that if you're in a hurry and you've got to find the, out of the uh, tens of episodes that there are, the top 10, 12, maybe, where would someone start? And you gave me a great list of categories that you broke them down into. And I'm pretty excited about number one. So um, we're going to go, according to you, and sort of the least important and most important, although they're all important, but your categories were famous people and, and inspirations from famous people. Who were they? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, can, I can immediately guess Seth Godin has got to be one of them. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. so this, this list is my top five categories of episodes that if you're if you're just starting to listen to the podcast and you're planning on going solo, you know, if you don't have time to binge all you've got over 100 episodes now, all 100 100 new solo podcast episodes, like these are the ones that I would I would definitely go to first. So yeah, the the first one is is famous people and it, it's it's first on my list because it, it's fun but also because like th these are kind of like groundwork podcasts, I would say if you're starting to think about things. So you're right, the first one is Seth Godin, the famous author and he you and he did a podcast on uh, December 20th of uh, so, sorry December 2020 with Jack Newton who's another one of your famous people as, as your yeah. co-host and so that one that was a it was a great episode it's kind of big picture thinking and and the big thing that that Seth Godin was really pushing for is is positioning right really really becoming niche really focusing yeah. on one area if that file coming in the door is not right in your in your skill set to refer it out and i think yeah yeah that's a foundational thing and for me i've been positioned tightly from the very beginning so so that was one thing i didn't have to worry about but hearing someone like seth godin remind you refer workout refer workout refer workout that was very encouraging to me I love that. I think that's really important because, you know, a lot of times solos are, are going to practice what we jokingly call door law, right. anything that walks in the door, we're going to take. But I think that can lead to a lot of stress if it's an area that you're not 
really focused on or specialized in. And, and it could also, you know, it makes picking technology out a little harder if you're going to have to, you know, try to have an immigration practice and an estate planning practice. Like, do you need specialized software? So I definitely think niching is incredibly important, not to mention the aspects that come along with being able to more easily market a niche than a general practice. So, okay. So Seth Godin's at the top of the list. And then what? who else? So number two is Jack Newton, and you had a podcast with him on uh, July of 2016. So you're talking oh, wow. about, yeah, so you're talking about tech trends there. And I, I, I think that was a good episode, but I would actually encourage people. Jack has his, his own podcast, right? Daily yeah. Matters. And you went on his podcast in uh, May of 2020. That's episode number 33 on their website. And I would I would encourage people to listen to that one because that then then they get a picture also of what you do. I think that that episode was really helpful. And there is one thing that you you and, and Jack spoke about at, on that episode, which is really kind of rung true for me is you talked about like your concern that like, OK, is, or is the technology that I'm bringing into a firm going to cause people to no longer have a job? Right. Is it is it going to and 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 you your experience was like, no, this doesn't actually happen. And and something that Jack said was what we what we see is we see law clerks moving up the value chain is what he calls it. And that has certainly been the experience for my law clerk. Like I could never have done this without her. She's been critical to like executing on the technology. Like like I've been the one who says, I think we should look at this. I think we should look at that. But I'm pretty useless with technology to be to be honest. So she's the one that often figures it out and then kind of teaches me. And um, and she's definitely moving up the the value chain as we kind of implement more better tech systems and better tech stack as as the cool kids call it. That is what the cool kids are calling it these days, your tech stack. Um, And I will reiterate that, you know, it's important to use technology for tedious and repetitive tasks so that you and people working with and for you can use their brains for what they're designed and they want to use them for. You're going to keep staff happier and you're going to run a more efficient law firm. So that that's a great reminder for people is put the tech in, but make sure everybody's using it to the fullest so that, you know, we can act like humans and not robots in our law firms. Exactly. And uh, the third famous, famous per- person is uh, Ernie the Attorney. Well, of course, one of my dearest friends. Of course, yeah. So he—he's uh, your friend. He's famous to me, um, yeah. and uh, and he's—he's uh, he's so good, though. He's so good. Uh, he's so full of information and experience because he was also uh, a litigation lawyer at a big firm in New Orleans and decided to go on his own and become a technology coach for lawyers. So he does a lot of marketing, and he loves talking about newsletters and really making sure your website is well positioned. And okay, so good. What'd you get out of Ernie? Systems and procedures, right? Systems so, and procedures. Yeah. So he's that's his episode on February of 2020 with him and and you and him. And a friend Liz. of yours, Liz, right? Yeah, Liz. yeah. So you three dug into to systems and procedures and you talked about which ones are most critical and just like the basic thinking about why to use systems and when to use them in first steps and and not like worrying too much about which which technology you're using to develop your systems. Just like use a Word document if you need to. The point right. is just to 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 get your stuff document written it. down. Yeah, yeah. And that's um Again, that's something that we've been doing for, for a long time, my law clerk and I, and, and I've found it to be instrumental. Just the fact that like file opening process, billing process, file closing process, collections process, mm-hmm. like having these things written down and, and automatic just makes it so much easier to do them regularly. And, and it makes them, they're, they're no longer a pain in the neck, I find, once you have a system yeah. for them. Well, you don't have to keep reminding yourself or skipping a step. So what tool did you decide to use to, to document your systems and processes? Mostly it's just, it's just Word. It's just Word. It's, it's just, yeah, it's it's my law clerk. Like often she's the one who's starting it. 
I, I come back and kind of touch yeah. it up or add in stuff that I have to do on my end. But it's, it's usually just in a Word document. Sometimes we'll use an Excel if we're doing it for like multiple clients. If we're if we're, you know, just when we were transitioning, like all the we we'd started with a system, a process for how do we transition trust funds? How do we make sure that, you know, no dollars and cents are lost in the transition, this type of thing. So we start with the system and then we execute it from there. And it's that's just, great. Yeah, it makes it, it makes everything easy. Make sure that nothing falls falls through the through the cracks. Awesome. I love it. OK. Any more famous people? That's it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there will be more to come, but those were the three that I identified. And and there's some others that I, that kind of come up in another section. So my next section is a section called your business plan episodes. So okay. if you're starting starting out at the beginning and sorry, I should call this marketing plan, your marketing plan episodes. Uh, so you're starting off at the beginning, you're kind of figuring out how you're going to market your firm, how you're going to get the word out. These are the episodes that I suggest that you uh, you listen to. And there's there's five here. So, well, the first is a couple that you did a session with Conrad Sam. Mm, yep. Yeah. So you did two with him on uh, in July and August of 2020. Oh, yeah. I had to turn it into a two episode, two part episode because he gives such good information. So Conrad Sam is a SEO and marketing specialist with Mockingbird Marketing in case somebody wants to Google him. But the episodes were, you said July and August of 2020. So you did that one. And then just a bit before or a bit after that, you had one with your boy, Jason Marsh. Yep. My man, Jason, my other favorite legal technology or legal marketing specialist. Yeah. He's big on niches. So Jason loves attorneys that call him and say, I have a niche. If a general practitioner calls him, he kind of throws his hands up and goes, it's going to cost a lot of money. Like, can we pick a niche? Because once, okay, so. Good, yeah, good. yeah. So those three I would listen to together. Jason's was on September of uh, 2020. And so if you listen to those three episodes, you'll get content on, you know, how you should design your website, how much you should invest in your website, even real talk by Conrad about SEO. Like he, yeah. he, he's very blunt about what your expectations should be. And if your expectations are unreasonable, he'll it sounds like, you know, you, you get set straight in those, in yeah. those episodes. <laughs> There's no short, no, no uh, long windedness out of Conrad. He cuts right to the chase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're expecting to just start new, start a new solo firm and then be right at the top of the Google pages, it's it's just not going to happen. And then Jason, Jason gets into pay-per-click stuff. Yeah. So those three episodes together are very like comprehensive on those topics. Good. I'll throw a tip out there. Are you in Clubhouse? Have you gotten onto the Clubhouse deal? No, no. There's a couple of SEO and marketing clubhouses where the people are so good and they take questions from, and it's all free, of course, and they're giving away really great and valuable information. So they call people up. Someone will ask a question about, I, here was my question. Google thinks I'm a law firm. I'm not a law firm. I service law firms. So how do I tell Google? And they had all these great suggestions on how to change um, a lot of like the title tags and using Yoast and stuff. So there is so much good information about SEO. So if you're a real nerd and like to learn about that yourself, Clubhouse has some some great resources that I'll pitch too. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And there's tons of lawyers in there. It's really interesting. Okay, next episode and under the business plan slash marketing. Yeah, and I would. What I like about your episodes is I, I, I never feel like I'm being sold, right? I'm just getting information, and, and then it's it's Good. us to uh, up to us. But those three episodes actually convinced me that I'm I'm not going to sweat SEO a lot, and I'm not doing pay per click. So everyone has this kind of idea, or at least 
I think a lot of us have this idea, oh, maybe we should be spending money on ads. And it's kind of like, oh, you just put it up there and you get great clients and they just call you up. And like these episodes really speak to about like how much work there is actually behind it, your intake process, all that, all that stuff. So I think it really helps with forming realistic expectations. And if, if it allows you to, in my, like in my case, just strike something off your to-do list is okay, we're not doing that for now. Like maybe we circle back later, but for now we're not doing that. Like that was very helpful to me for that. Cause God knows there's a lot of things to think about when you're going solo. And let me be fair and just give Jason's full information in case someone wants to Google him like I did for Conrad. He's Jason Marsh, no weird spellings. And his website is marsh8, the number eight.com. Okay, what else? So a couple episodes on CRMs. So you had Michael Chasen uh, in August of 2016. When he was just Lexicata at the time and before Clio bought Lexicata, which has now become Clio Manage. So, okay, what were the what were the takeaways from that episode? So him just and then have one. <laughs> yeah. So him and Matt Spiegel, Matt uh-huh. Spiegel then came on in January of uh, 2019. From Lawmatics. Right. Mm-hmm. And so those ones for me, I mean, I we've been we'd been thinking about a CRM like well before we were even thinking about going solo. We had looked into it a lot. It was I found it to be an extremely hard process to figure out which one to go with. But those episodes help just like help me understand what you know what the point of a CRM is. I think it's important in in my research I realized there's some CRMs that are designed to help the intake process. There's others that are designed to um, help you kind of manage relationships with clients. And so I ended up going with with HubSpot and, and we're using it for our, our e-newsletter. But it was just getting some of that information from these two guests was was very helpful and just kind of demystifying it for me. Okay. So let me give a little explanation there. So Michael Chasen was the founder of Lexicata and now he's just in with Clio. So Clio Manage, it no, Clio Grow is their CRM. And then Clio Manage is the practice management program. So after they go through the intake process and you are working on their case, it moves into manage. So that's where Michael came from. And then Matt Spiegel, who is really one of my favorite people and so fun to hang out with, was the original founder of my case and ran my case for a while and sold it and then laid back for a while and took a look at the landscape and legal and said, there's not enough CRM. Basically, it was just um, Lexicata at the time. So he built a product and um, Lawmatics is very sophisticated and I would suggest anyone go look at it along, you know, if you're a Clio user, obviously you, you can look at Manage. Lawmatics is really great, requires some some commitment to setting it up, but once it's set up, I've got firms that, that love it, love it. So good products. Of course, those are too legal specific, but you went with something that's not necessarily legal specific. You went with HubSpot. Can you tell me real quick? why you ended up picking that one and and was it hard to set up was it something you and your paralegal were able to manage yeah so i would say so far i'm very glad that we have a crm uh, i'll get to our, our newsletter in a second but i i, I just love it already because i was using an excel sheet before so i can't speak oh. to hubspot compared to lawmatics or or any of the other ones i spoke to people at clio grow and they were they were really good about saying, you know, these are this is what we do well. This is what they, we we don't do well. They do intake really well, you know, fill out forms yeah. and, and they're but but it's designed to turn that contact into a client. Whereas, a matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm trying to do. I've got about a thousand accountants 
in particular, some lawyers and, and financial advisors that are very important to me and, and send me work. And I'm trying to facilitate that relationship with them. So it's not about kind of the pipeline process of turning someone into a right. client. It's 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 managing those relationships. So, so far, HubSpot has been really good. It was a bit random. Like maybe I could have looked at uh, Lawmatics more. At the end of the day, it was just kind of like, I need to make a decision here. Yeah. And and, and they, they, felt, they felt good. And we've been happy with it so far. And do you mind my asking, or can you remember what you pay monthly? I think, for listeners. I think it's about 50 bucks and and it, there's a free very, version of yeah very reasonable there's a free version of it um but but for it to sync with my phone system which is ring central uh you got to pay for it uh, and then okay. every phone call i make to a uh, to a contact it's it's recording the history of that that contact yeah so I just want to say this too, because I feel like in, in legal, we always call it client relationship manager or CRM, but in your case, it's a contact relationship manager and it can also be a customer. So the C can have three different terms. And I just, I just felt like I should say that so that it doesn't sound like you can only use it for clients. You're using it very wisely to send out newsletters and regularly touch contacts that could be sources of referral to you. So part of your goal there with a contact relationship manager is staying top of mind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like all I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I didn't, I decided not to do kind of the, like the web pay-per-click stuff. I've just decided there's about a thousand accountants that have entrusted work to me or, or, or have attended one of my presentations. So all my marketing is just geared to providing value to them and, and in, it, it, out of appreciation for them kind of sending stuff to me. So that, that's, yeah. that's kind of the approach I went with. Yeah, that leads me to this gem of an episode that you had with Andrew Legrand. Back Another in November one of, my mans. of 2017. He's so good. He is really good. Like he would, when I, I was kicking around this idea of a newsletter for a long time, but it, it, in my head, I just didn't, f I couldn't figure out a way that it, I, it would be interesting or, or creative or people would actually want to open it. And hearing, just he hearing him talk about his newsletter, it's like, oh, okay, you got to, got to kind of like open your mind up a bit to some creative ideas. So we, yeah, we had our first newsletter go out um, in our first week of launch mm -hmm. and yeah. went to, went to a thousand people, 400 people opened it. 200 people clicked into uh, clicked into the video. I have a video embedded in it or the content. And we have this community news section of, of the newsletter that was mm -hmm. that was really popular. So a, a lot of that kind of just stemmed from your conversation with Andrew. I, I found it extremely valuable, that one. Do you get his newsletter, too? You know what? I didn't. I, and I, oh. I never even looked at his website until I was preparing for this podcast. His website is great. Yeah. And he, he does like a calendar of events. and Exactly. It, right? So I get his newsletters and there's a lot of personality in it because first he starts off with, here's what's new with me and mine. And he talks about his family. He got a puppy. Then he might have like a tip or, you know, a suggestion for small businesses, which are his uh, niche is small businesses in New Orleans. And then he'll have, he'll thank referrals. So if somebody has sent him a referral, he's got a little bulleted list. Thanks to everyone who trusted me with a referral. And so they'll, you know, their names are in there. And then at the bottom, he's got a list of upcoming events. So he'll list concerts and festivals, saints games. And honestly, that's one of the reasons I open it in case right. there's something I missed. So he did a really, he does a really clever newsletter that makes you want to open it, even though it's coming from a lawyer. Plus he's just a very, personable guy like you are. He's fun and he, you know, clearly enjoys his job. So all that comes through in his newsletter. And I think that's really inspiring. And I saw that 
his comment to you on LinkedIn. So you put out the newsletter and then said, you know, thanks to everyone who helped me launch this practice, Adriana. And then you also said into Andrew Legrand. And it was cool that he commented back and said, wow, you know, it's so nice to to hear that that podcast episode, which was a long time ago now, 2017, right. it's evergreen information though. All those episodes that you've mentioned so far are, are evergreen. The content in them is not going to necessarily get stale. It's always a way to apply it. Totally agree. Was that it for the marketing and business list? That's it. Those are the five episodes that if you're starting out thinking about your marketing plan, I would check those out for sure. Okay. Well, that sounds like a perfect time to stop for a quick break. We're going to continue this conversation after a quick word from Clio's Legal Trends Report Minute, which this month focuses on what the most successful law firms are using to stay ahead post-pandemic. Did you know that in 2020, over 50% of legal professionals worried about the success of their law firm? To think that over half of the legal service industry has experienced such duress should be raising alarms. I'm Joshua Lennon, lawyer in residence at Clio. The good news is that industry data shows law firms are as busy as ever with new casework. The bad news for most lawyers is that billable earnings continue to be down by 6 to 8%. Clio's Legal Trends Report, based on data from tens of thousands of legal professionals, shows some lawyers have managed to earn $37,000 more than others. What are they doing differently? They've been using three key technologies, online payments, client portals, and client intake solutions. To learn more about these technologies and much more for free, download Clio's Legal Trends Report at clio.com forward slash trends. That's Clio spelled C-L-I-O. Okay, New Insights is our new segment where we ask two attorneys to ask a question and answer a question. I want to make sure and thank NOTA, powered by M&T Bank, for their support of this segment. To learn more, please visit TrustNOTA, and O-T-A, so it's TrustNOTA.com. Terms and conditions may apply. And this is Melanie's second question for Starlet. My next question, having recently transferred into more of a litigation-focused role rather than appeals, is, in your opinion, what is the most underutilized tool in litigation? You know, it, it's funny because law school and undergrad curriculums and, you know, any pre-law jobs we have all focus on communication skills. But I think the most underutilized tool is not just being a good communicator, but being a good listener. And when something doesn't make sense, ask gently and effectively the right question so that you can truly understand, you know, where your client or the other side is coming from. It doesn't have to be adversarial, but sometimes just being quiet and listening and waiting will get you more information than even the most well-crafted discovery responses can. Great question, Melanie, and Starlet, awesome answer. That was Melanie's second question. Make sure you catch up with us on our next episode for Melanie's next question. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Whether you need a research memo or a complicated appellate brief, our network of freelance lawyers have every level of experience and expertise. Signing up is free and there are no monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Use rebate code NEWSOLO to get a $100 Amazon gift card when you complete your next project. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. Your legal work requires your full attention. So how can you answer all the phone calls from newer existing clients while juggling your caseload? Try Abby Connect, the friendly, industry-trained live receptionist who are well-known for consistently providing high-quality customer service, lead intake, and appointment setting to firms just like yours. 
Visit abby.com forward slash LTN or call 833-ABBY-WOW for your free 14-day trial and $95 off your first bill. I'm having a great conversation with Dean Blatchford about his favorite podcast episodes of New Solo that helped him launch his practice. And so far, we talked about famous people as a category, marketing slash business plan as a category. And your next category, Dean, is finance, which is an incredibly important topic. So which were your favorite episodes in planning for proper financial management of your solo practice? So there's there's two here. And I think, you know, on their face, they sound, you know, is financial management. It's not super glamorous. It's not exciting. This is kind of like the eating your vegetables version of, of podcasts. <laughs> but in actuality, they're very good podcasts and they're, they're hilarious too. your podcast with Amanda Moore. Back oh, in, my God. <laughs> back in August of 2019, where she's just like literally sweating as you're as your throat. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, a, that's a riot. So, and that episode's great for like, basically you, you. <laughs> so I just want to give a little background here. Do it, please. Amanda Moore is one of my very best friends. Her, Liz McCausland, Barbara Leach come on the episodes a lot, Ernie Svensson. But Amanda, Mandy, as she, as we call her, is not a lawyer. She's just an accountant. And I don't mean just an accountant because right now, literally this morning, she started a solo hike through the Pacific Northwest trail. So she's not like just an accountant. She's very adventurous, but she's such a stick in the mud about accounting (laughs) that that episode is true. I was making her sweat from the palms and the pits with the questions I was asking her. (laughs) And my boyfriend, Henry was in the background (laughs) also with his commentary. So that was a very fun episode for me. And I'm so glad you found it valuable because I really wanted to get to the basics of essentials for accounting and understanding what you should be getting out of your CPA and maybe your bookkeeper are for. So tell me what were your, some of your takeaways? Yeah. So my, my big thing there is I'm, I'm a big review person. Like I do a review at my, the end of my day, do a review at the end of my week, do a review at the end of the month and a review at the end of the year. And, but with regards to, you know, finances is new, right? I've, I had a corporation before, so I was, I was an independent contractor with my previous firm. So I've had the corporation and I've had QuickBooks for a while, but now we've got a trust account and, and, you know, I'm, because I'm handling tax, I see how people, how, how things go wrong when your books and records aren't, aren't tight. What, what I got from that podcast with, with Amanda is just like, this is exactly how you can do a review at the end of the month. These are, these are the reports that you, you print. And if you can basically like put your eyes on those and, and nothing jumps out to you, that's, that's going to be half the battle as far as keeping really good financial records. So, So that to me was very helpful. So that's a great episode. The other one was just more recently with Peggy, Uh Peggy Grunke. Yeah. I figured that was going to be the other one. She's so good too. Oh yeah. She was prepared for that podcast. That was February, 2021, sorry, February, 2021. Yeah. And so she's the, the, the theme for that podcast was pitfalls to avoid kind of. And she had a, yeah, she had a lot of, a lot of great ideas there. She had this idea of, of calculating your, your nut, like the, the nut a squirrel would have kind of. And that was something after, after she mentioned that, that was something that I went back and did and be like, okay, this is exactly what I need for this, for this business to cash flow. These are all the expenses I'm going to have over the course of the year. And, you know, having that kind of basic calculation is, is it's very reassuring to know, okay, this is what we have to do to, to make this a success. So that, and that whole podcast is a really good one. So in all fairness, let's make sure and, and 
make it easy for people to Google or look up those folks. So Amanda Moore is a pretty common name, but she is just at amandamorecpa.com. She's Florida, so she really can only help attorneys in Florida. And she doesn't specialize in legal. She's just a good overall um, CPA. But Peggy Grunke, G-U-R-E-N-K-E, is with cpn-legal.com. She specializes in, in helping lawyers and law firms with their finances. One of the things that I did not realize, and I think many new solos or people just trying to get their finances straight can appreciate is when you hire Peggy to help you. She has a chart of accounts already in QuickBooks ready to go and can really expedite the process of, of setting up your, your charts and of accounts and, and getting started. So thank you for remembering both of them. They were wonderful guests and very helpful. Yeah, my pleasure. That then brings us to category uh, second, from the, second from the top here, and this is uh, collections. Mm-hmm. So there's only one podcast. So here I'm talking about, you know, getting paid for after your invoices go out. There's only uh-huh. one podcast. Uh, <laughs> that it has eight tips, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so this is eight commandments for getting paid with Marco Brown. So this this guy is serious. I, if I were this guy's mama, I wouldn't want to owe him money. This guy gets, <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets paid. This guy gets paid. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like it's one of these things that's just I, and and I think it resonated with me because I like doing legal work. I like helping my clients. Obviously, I like getting paid, but I don't like calling people for money. And and he he's got a process in place that we've just basically adopted like awesome whole hog. And he's got a process in place that just makes sure that it makes sure that you get paid by having a really tight system. Bills go out on the first. If if you, they haven't been paid by the twenty first, they get charged on your credit card. We incorporated all that language into our retainer agreement. And so uh, smart. Yeah, I think it. I think it's. I'm. I'm really happy about it. Just to have a again going back to systems and procedures, having a really clear system um, that my law clerk and I can can follow to ensure that just collections is not something that we're wasting our time with. That's our, our clients don't pay us to to haggle them about money. They pay us to get the work done. And and if client A is not paying me, then client B isn't getting my full attention to their file. So I, awesome. I, yeah, yeah, that one's a must listen for sure. Okay. Drum roll, top category of new solos. So your favorite episodes where attorneys just like you have come on and shared their trials, tribulations, and tips and tricks for starting their practices. So who do you have on that list? So these ones are are so good and they're they're just kind of sprinkled throughout throughout your kind of history, right? So they're kind of everywhere. And I and I didn't go back and kind of pluck all the ones I, I love, but I would just say to those people who have come on, you know, like their, their stories are extremely inspirational. There's never a, a podcast that I listen to that I don't get some sort of nugget out of them. So a few that just come to mind are, and I don't have the the date references for these, but the the okay. guy who the guy who fled a hurricane with his law firm and just moved oh. or like got an Airbnb and moved them up there. So he's not a exactly. solo, but he's he's running his own firm. That's an incredible story. So I did one specifically on preparing for disasters with um, Zach Zero West and Renee Thompson, who are two Florida attorneys who are just very cloud invested. So that when that happens, Zach's interesting because if you go back and listen to that episode, he has about a 15 person, maybe 20 person firm. And they literally told everybody, pack your dogs, pack your kids, grab your computer. We're all going to Georgia. This hurricane is going to pass through, but we're going to keep working. And that's exactly what they did. So great, great reference on that one. Just being prepared to pick up and go. Yeah, totally cool. Totally inspiring. I mean, if, if you can get through a hurricane and with your law firm, <laughs> like you should be able to get through your normal day to day. That's what I took away <laughs> from it. 
And then just like a few recent ones, you've got the woman who moved to Puerto Rico with her law firm. Oh, right. Sarah de Diego. Yeah. She, I mean, we're not going to, we're not at a place where we're going to be moving to Puerto Rico, but it's pretty cool to think like, Hey, it's possible one day. And, and, and I found that like, just, just cool to listen to and inspire. Yeah. You know, there's the woman who was recently on who's who kind of did this alternative law school and didn't actually go to law school and was. Oh, Rachel alums. Yeah. And like studying with a with a with a daughter uh, who I imagine was like, yeah, kind of like a teenage daughter at her side. Like, that's a very cool story about just like hustle and, and, and making it happen. That was very inspirational. I agree. That gives me goosebumps. She's so cool. And it is such a great story. Yeah. You have a dream. You can get there. Yeah. Very, very successful practice. And then uh, like one of them, which was, which came at a really good time for me. I, so I've, I was doing this website and I found the website hard. The, the idea of like, it's, it's the most forward facing thing. Right. And so to like put yourself out there, I, I, I found not easy, but I did these, I did these three success stories videos that go on, go on the services page of, of my website. And um, I filmed them and I don't know what I'm doing. Right. These are the first videos I've ever filmed. I didn't know that I could turn the brightness down on my ring light. So it's, basically glaring at me and like I'm, I'm just like totally washed out on this video and then the editing was bad my fault not the editors so they just weren't ideal and I was thinking about just like not bothering with it and then I listened to these these two women who um, talk about like posting these videos on TikTok right just recently oh my god right Tally Goody and uh, Michelle Fonseca Kamana they were so good and so much fun to talk to I'm glad you liked that one two young lawyers from Southern California who have really adopted social media as ways to get their their name out there and successfully get clients from TikTok and Instagram yeah and they're talking about how like you have to ignore the haters because there'll be guys that like go on and troll them after yeah. and, and so to and, and just what I took away from that is like Yes, you do your best production, but at the end of the day, you just got to get it out there, right? And you you can't like you you can't hold it back. You just got to put it out there. And sure enough, out of out of the compliments that I've gotten on my website, it's been the logo, which I had nothing to do with. My designer was awesome for that, and the success stories. So like lots of people really like those videos. People love videos and they want to get to know you. So it's important to put yourself out there. I'm glad you didn't take them down. Yeah, thanks. So that brings me to the end of my kind of list of these five categories of, of must must listen to <laughs> new solo podcasts. It's yeah, it, I, I think they're extremely valuable. Well, it means a lot to me that you listened to all those episodes that you found them helpful and that you wanted to come on and, and give everyone the cliff notes version of if you don't want to listen to Adriana for 80 hours, <laughs> you can hone in on these. And I think that's really great. So let me ask you a couple of backup questions about your firm. Then you spent a lot of time. You did, you were very methodical. We had a couple calls. I said, go look at these tools, go look at those tools. What did you end up with aside from HubSpot on your tech stack? Yeah. So I, um, I mean, Microsoft, Adobe, right? No brainers. For me, also Clio was a no brainer. Out of all the things I had to worry about, I didn't want to like worry about something for no reason. And, and so I just was like Clio all the way. I, we, we were, we had been using PC law before. Um, So so. you were at Fred Flintstone's law firm and decided you were going to open George Jetson's law firm. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it works and the way they do it, it works for them. But like it, it, Cleo is, yeah. is going to save my law clerk mostly, right? It's going to save her a lot of time. It's going to be much more user friendly for clients, like something like, you know, the payment method, law pay, so that clients can pay with credit cards. Really happy to have that. So that was a no brainer for me. HubSpot, as we mentioned, Ring Central are, are my phone systems. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Now, yeah. Ring Central does not integrate with Clio right now. Is that correct? That's right. So I prioritized it integrating with HubSpot. Yeah. Okay. So the other one, which you mentioned to me, Dialpad, I think, Mm -hmm. doesn't integrate with HubSpot. So that was the the decision there. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. So that's, those are like, those are the the core kind of features of our our tech stack. And two more questions before I let you go, because I know people are going to wonder. You mentioned that you had a designer design your logo for you. Did you go to something like 99designs or did you find someone local? And can you give us an idea of what you paid? Okay, so in your in your episode with Conrad, right, you guys talked about going cheap on on website and focusing on driving traffic to it. I for me, like design matters, brand matters. And so I it was something that I invested quite a bit of money in. So I I, I've got my best friend when I was in grade four, it works for Lululemon and branding. Another best friend of mine is I've got three best friends who are all in kind of branding or art or or marketing. Yeah, yeah. So I I hit them up for a lot of advice. Anyways, one of them referred to me to this guy named uh, Henry Slaughter, and he he is a designer. So he designed my logo, did my kind of brand, my colors, that type of thing, which takes a lot of (laughs) takes a lot of work. And then from there, he went into website design. So the whole thing cost me twelve thousand dollars Canadian. That was an investment that I I was ready to make and and I'm I'm happy to have made it. And I'm glad to hear that because, you know, we can give the advice to go cheap, just go go big drive traffic. But if you can do that right from the beginning, you save yourself a lot of trouble later because later you're busy with clients and trying to build the right website or, you know, choose a logo or find a designer gets hard because most attorneys are surprised at how quickly they actually get pretty busy when they're launching new practices. So um, great. That's great. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing those numbers. I'm always a little hesitant to ask, but I know that's what listeners are thinking, just like you probably were. Um, And I I like to make people tell me what things cost. (laughs) No, no, I think it's good. Well, that's awesome. Dean, before I let you go, tell everyone your website domain and how they can find friend or follow you and reach out to you through the, the things that we love on social media and the internet. Yeah. So my website is blatchfordtaxlaw.com. That's B-L-A-C-H-F-O-R-D, tax law. I'm not on a lot of social media stuff, but I'm on LinkedIn. I'm active on LinkedIn and it's Dean Blatchford on LinkedIn. And we have a, a company page there as well that we're getting fired up. Yeah. So everybody needs to go like that, that company page on LinkedIn and connect with you. And thank you so much. You've been a, a great listener, a great guest. You've been a great client. I've enjoyed working with you. And, and your paralegal's name? Ella. Ella Sui. Ella. She's the best. Ella Sui. It's really neat that it's obvious how much the two of you like each other and like working together and that you took this journey together because you told her first, right? You said, hey, if I go... Want to come? Yeah, yeah. I do not know if she had said no. I don't, I don't know. We wouldn't be here right now. That's for sure. Yeah, it's really important yeah. to have that type of relationship and and someone who you trust and and enjoys working with you, Dean. You're just a, a sweetheart and a pleasure, and I'm sure she loves it. 
Yeah, I hope so. Thanks so much. It's it's a real pleasure to be here. I am grateful for you. It's you know, <laughs> you've done it. You've done it steady, right? Like you look at what you've done and you've done it steady, which anyone can start a podcast and it can fall yeah. off. But to do that many episodes over time, it's it's a big deal. It's a testament to your kind of determination. And uh, it's, there's, it's, there's just gold in those podcasts. So I do encourage people to go back and, and check some of those out. Well, I appreciate it because it's conversations like this that keep me going. And I will take this opportunity to thank Legal Talk Network for letting me do this for so long. And Nathan Todd Hunter has been my my producer and my engineer for a couple of years now. And he's just a gem. He picked out the music for the new start when we started the new year with new music or the, the sound bites in the beginning. And then the song at the end, which I don't know if anybody's ever listened to the end, but I love that song at the end. It just, it makes me want to go out and like run a marathon <laughs> because- It's totally on brand. Yeah, totally it's inspiring. Brand. So having guests like you and, and, and people behind me to help me put this uh, podcast together is really important. So thank you, Dean. My pleasure. Thank you, Adrian. All right, everyone. With that, we finished another great episode of New Solo. If you've liked what you've heard today, please pass this podcast on to your friends and uh, associates or contacts who might be thinking about starting a new practice, and especially this episode with Dean Blatchford. It's been so much fun. And if you have a second, please hop on to Apple Podcasts and give us a good rating and a review. It really helps. And I appreciate it very much. Hope you all have a wonderful day and see you next time on New Solo. I've been running from nine to five, been biting my tongue for all this time. Won't let anyone cut me short. I was thinking this was the way to go and you put up your puppet show. I say cheers to life. Just give me a The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.